So we're going to continue this morning uh, in our study of James, and I've entitled this series in general, uh, Living the Faith, because in this letter from James, uh, we're being instructed in some very practical applications of what it means to live as a follower of Jesus Christ. In fact, the passage uh, we're going to look at today could, it could easily be a subtext for the whole letter. Because nearly everything James talks about in his letter falls in some way under this basic instruction uh, that we're going to look at today. So I've entitled this message with a subtitle. And the subtitle is a phrase you've heard me use many times. In fact, I, I had a sermon that was, this was the title of the sermon. And uh, since then, I, I use this every now and then. But the subtitle that I've given this message is, It's Not What You Know, It's What You Do About What You Know. And, and that flows through the whole letter in James. It pretty much summarizes the whole letter. And this passage today is like an explanation point. Uh, it's like a foundational truth. And nearly everything in the letter, as we go forward in it, is going to harken back to this basic truth. So we're going to take a look at it today. And uh, this is pretty straightforward. It's really very simple. And because it's uh, straightforward and simple, it's not really not going to take me very long at all this morning to, to deal with this. Uh, in fact, I started to just use uh, this as an introduction and then go on into to the, the other things we were going to study here in James. But uh, I decided instead of using it as an introduction to, an, to another sermon, I would just let it be a sermon all by itself. So it, it's going to be kind of short. I know I've said that before, <laughs> but we'll see. Anyway, so let's, uh, let's begin by going to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Our gracious Father, we thank you for your word. And we thank you for this letter that James has given us, these basic practical instructions. Father, help us to take it to heart. Help us to understand the truth that just knowing something is not enough. It's what we do with it. And I, I pray that as we continue now in, in James that you will make that more and more clear to us and that we will take it to heart and live what we know. And this we ask, Father, in your Son's name. Amen. So I want to turn to James chapter 1. And I want to begin reading at verse 21, down through 25. James says, Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness, in humility receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. But prove yourselves doers of the word, and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in the mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides in it, 
not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. In these days, uh, not many not many people wear watches anymore. We all carry our phones around, and of course uh, there's a a clock on your, your phone, you just open it up and it tells you what time it is. But back in the day, when most people did wear a watch, I noticed something. And uh, I would occasionally confirm this just to make sure I was, I was right about it. Because what would happen is I would see someone do this. You know, they would put their arm out and look at their watch and put their arm down. And sometimes when I was close by and I knew this person, I would ask them, what time is it? And nine times out of ten, they would look at their watch again. Because even though they looked at it, it didn't sink in. It was just a habit. They didn't make any application of what they saw. And James uses a similar illustration when he points out the failure to make an application of what we hear. He talks about looking into a mirror and then forgetting what you see. as we sometimes look at the Word, and we know the Word, but then we look away and forget what we have seen. The point is simple. It's not enough to know something. What is important is what you do because of what you know. Now, it sounds so simple and it is. It's a truism we see all the time in life. Here are some examples. We know that if we do not eat healthily, it will be detrimental to us. But instead, we ignore what we know. We eat lots of sugar and lots of carbs and all kinds of things that are not good for us. I, I saw something on Facebook this week about, I, I can't remember word for word, but basically this person was talking about how at 9 o'clock they ate something that was really very healthy, and at uh, noon they ate something that was really very healthy, and 5 o'clock came around and they ate something that was very healthy, and about 8 o'clock they sat down and ate 23 Oreo cookies and a half a gallon of ice cream. Well, we know that smoking is very bad for our bodies. But we go ahead and do it. We know that we should make time for our children and our spouse. But we choose to do other things instead. We know that exceeding the speed limit can be dangerous. But we ignore what we know and we act at our own peril and that of others. We know that our bills should be paid on time. 
before we spend money on our wants. But we ignore what we know and we spend our money on our wants and our bills go unpaid and in some cases that failure creates greater hardships than it ever would have if we had paid our bills on time. Well, we could go on with lots of illustrations, but you get the point. Life generally teaches us that it's better to act on what we know rather than to turn our backs on it. Back when I was still living at home, I don't remember, I think I was maybe uh, 17 or 18 years old. This was after I had wrecked my dad's 1960 Thunderbird. And in place of that Thunderbird, my dad went out and bought a 1958 Ford. Now this Ford was no comparison whatsoever to the 1960 Thunderbird. Uh, it was pretty rough looking machine. Uh, I always joked that when I drove it down the road that uh, when I came to a stop, I disappeared because the smoke that was coming out the back would catch up with me and cover me up. So I'd been driving it and my dad told me that I needed to check the oil because it was leaking. I knew it was leaking and I knew enough to understand if it ran out of oil that probably was not a good thing for the, the engine. But I ignored what I knew, and I jumped in one night to drive to my band, where my band was playing about an hour away from home. And I wasn't too far from my destination when the oil light came on. I knew I should stop and take care of this, but I wanted to get to our gig. So I kept driving. I came to a traffic light in this little town just a couple of miles from my destination, and at the traffic light, the car died. And it would not start again. It never started again. <laughs> I had burned the engine up. It's not enough to know. It's what you do about what you know. James is teaching this simple, Simple truth. It's so, so clear. It's so obvious. Yet he feels the need to state it loud and clear because it's also obvious that we don't get it. <laughs> we often fail to act on what we know. James says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Now this word deceive, what exactly is the deception in this context? Well, simply put, the deception is thinking that because we know something, then we have done what we need to do. We've learned it. So we have done what we need to do. But knowing something doesn't mean anything unless it makes a difference in your life. I've always been uh, 
interested in science fiction. My dad got me interested in it when I was a teenager. And uh, for many years, I collected uh, first edition science fiction novels, and I read them all the time. Had a lot of favorite authors. One of my favorite authors, his name was Isaac Asimov. And uh, Isaac Asimov was, he was a brilliant man. He was a professor of uh, biochemistry at uh, Boston University in New York. He was a brilliant man, good writer too. In fact, he wrote and or edited over 500 books. So, and his books were about everything. I mean, he's, he's one of these men that just knew something about everything. And he wrote about everything. He wrote science fiction. He wrote science, hard science. He even wrote about the Bible. He wrote several things about the Bible. He knew. He knew the Bible well. I had an opportunity to meet Mr. Asimov at a science fiction convention that was held in uh, New York. And uh, he was speaking at this convention. And at the end of it, he had a question and answer time. And someone in the audience, it wasn't me, but someone in the audience asked him, Mr. Asimov, What's going to happen to you when you die? And he said, without hesitation, I'm going to rot. He knew the Bible. He knew it well. But it didn't change his life. You see, knowledge is not who you are. Knowledge can be a cloak that you wear, but it's not necessarily who you are. For instance, I could go to school, I could go to college, and I could learn all about becoming a doctor. I could learn all about diseases and, and how to treat them. But if I never used that knowledge to help anyone, I would be deceiving myself to think that I was a doctor. I might have the knowledge, but if I didn't do anything with that knowledge that I was supposed to, I would be deceiving myself that I was a doctor. Knowledge is not who you are. What you do with what you know, that's who you are. James says, if we merely listen to the word, that is, if we just have the knowledge of the word, but we don't do what the word teaches us to do, we are deceiving ourselves. Knowing the word does not make you who you are. Doing the Word is what makes you who you are. Take my example of the doctor and replace that with Christian. Reading the Bible, 
memorizing verses, hearing sermons, singing songs. That can all be like a cloak that you wrap around you. You wear it, but the cloak does not make you who you are. What you do with what you read and memorize and hear taught and sing about, what you do about that, that's who you are. James says, if we do what we know, we will be blessed. We should never be satisfied to simply wear the cloak of knowledge. Do you want the joy of walking with Jesus? Do what he says. Do you want the peace of walking with Jesus? Do what he says. Do you want the comfort of walking with Jesus? Do what he says. Do you want the blessings of walking with Jesus? Then do what he says. James says, don't deceive yourself by thinking your knowledge makes you a follower of Christ. Listen once again. Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness and humility, receive the word implanted which is able to save your souls, but prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in the mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who looks intently into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides in it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. So the message is simple. And it was short this morning. <laughs> Don't just wear the cloak of knowledge. Live it. Don't just come to church. Don't just read the Bible. Don't just memorize passages. Don't just sing the songs. Don't just wear the cloak. Do what it says. And once again, it's not what you know. It's what you do with what you know. Heavenly Father, the message is simple. The truth is real. Help us, Father, to be people who do not simply wear the cloak, but who become, who live the Word. 
Help us to do that, Father. In your Son's precious name we pray. Amen.